release the Kraken! See, I kind of was wanting... I got a suggestion on title on this one. Take it or leave it, but I, I was thinking release the crapping. <laughs> release the crapping? Yes. Yeah, so I've been holding that one in. Uh, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, yeah, somebody said on Twitter, um, release the Kraken is my new euphemism for taking a dump, and taking a dump is my <laughs> new euphemism for the new Clash of the Titans movie. Really? Because I, uh, I think it should be called God of War the movie. Man, don't insult God of War like that. Oh really, yeah, but it's story. it's the same basic. It, like like I said, it's, it's the same basic like cynical. Uh, oh, the gods are evil, so I have to take them down. It definitely was a movie I wanted to play more than watch. Like yeah. I really like if I could pick up a controller now, you know, and take over the scene, it'd be a lot better. I hey, uh, to be honest, it was not as bad as I expected. But I set no expectations going into it. I actually set them pretty freaking low. Like, yeah. it wasn't like going into watch It's Complicated, you know? It wasn't a bad movie. It just didn't resemble the original movie at all. Yeah, here's here's kind of the thing. If you've watched the original movie, and we watched it over at Nathan's just a couple of days ago, it's going to first break your brain because nothing in the new movie happens the same way it did in the original movie. In fact, you could probably bet on the opposite thing happen and be right about 75% of the time. Um, the other problem I had with it is that it, on its own, it did kind of okay until towards the end. And they just did some things that just absolutely made me want to go, No, you cannot do it! Uh, you can't go into space because the machine was already blown up by Jake Cockatoo <laughs> Busey. Oh, the um. Uh, all right, so maybe we should like start from the beginning of the movie. Maybe work our way through it. Yeah, so, I, I don't even remember. Like I remember the plot of, of content, which is about seven minutes more than the movie has a plot. Sure. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, what did it open? So it Cut opens, up the original script, throw it in a hat, and just start drawing it, pieces out. It, it opens up like the original with uh, Perseus and his mother being thrown into the sea in a coffin. No, it, it opens up with a complete bit. backstory, and the backstory includes the Kraken. This is Kraken the movie. True. We open up in space, talking about the... the the stars, which we do in the first, and, and the, the Titans, and the but, gods. Then we talk about the Titans, and then Hades created the Kraken from its flesh. Which is bullshit. Yeah, that's that's new to me. Um, <laughs> that's Poseidon's... Uh, Poseidon is just a little dickless guy who has one line in the entire movie that goes... <laughs> Yes, brother. We should listen. To, we should listen to Hades. We should listen to the one we tricked and banned. He's obviously not plotting his revenge. The plot basically is a way to uh, get the Kraken into the picture. The plot is an excuse for Liam Neeson to say, "Release the Kraken." Which, okay, I'll save it when we actually get to the Kraken. I'll, I'll save the comments okay. on the Kraken till we get to that part. So yeah, it does open up very similar to the first. They kind of reorder things slightly from the first, but that makes it interesting. But then immediately. Um, Perseus, right? He's he's out um, with a fisherman's family. Yeah, and instead, of, instead of uh, being on an island with his mom, yeah, he's saved by a fisherman, and his mom apparently dies instead of you know being naked with him for like the first ten years of his life, uh, like in the nineteen eighty one version. And uh, yeah, he's raised by so a fisherman and his though, wife, right? and then. Uh, there's a brief scene in there of Perseus being all mopey because they're going to have another kid and they think they're going to love her more. 
Which they do, but they never tell him that. Yeah, there's a wonderful scene of like, no, no, son, we love you, and you're great for things, and now I'm going to go hug <laughs> and kiss my wife and lay down with my other daughter, and, you know, we're all going to cuddle in bed, and stay up on the deck of the ship. Like, there's obviously no bed for him on the ship, you know? It was... Well, he's already hit the point where he's the brooding, angsty hero. Like, he, he's not the epic hero that Perseus is, who's just annoying in the, in the first He room. manages to develop teen angst in total isolation. Like, they're just on a the boat their entire freaking life. There's no it's like a motherfucking boat. If I can take an average between the Perseus in the first movie and the Perseus in this movie, maybe you'd have someone uh, likable and heroic. If, you know, if you average them out. And relatable. And relatable. But in, in, in both cases, they're neither likable nor relatable. I'm special, and that makes me sad. So, um, then we learn that the guy... Gods... Perseus was a fallacy, or, or a lassie, but we'll get into that in a minute. He's every hero in every anime show, TV, you know, we learn that the, uh, the gods constantly stay in shining suits of armor. Um... Like that, that's plus that's five armor right there. It's got it, it is. It was. It was definitely some armor smiting had a nice sheen to it. But um, they they stand on pedestals, um, and oh, they need the prayers of the people to live. Yeah. Um. So, and I think that's a new concept there too. Yeah. Like the gods really are the first one. They don't give a fuck. It's just we're there for their amusement. Yeah. How did they live yeah, before that's us? Greek. That's Greek mythology right there. The you know the gods do whatever the hell they want, and sometimes it interacts with people. It's also and, black and white. If you remember uh, that PC game, yeah. Well, the whole the whole interaction between the gods is black and white. In the in the first one, you know, you've got um, all these all these different gods, and they they have to submit. They've got they owe fealty to Zeus. So they have to follow his commands, but at the same time, they're backstabbing him, and there's, you know, this a lot of this gray area. In this one, it's just uh, Zeus and Hades, and maybe some of the other gods. A whole bunch of dickless gods. Yeah, they don't do anything. They stand around and do nothing. Um... Well, me they can't even get to hear it release the Kraken. Like, me and Athena and Aphrodite are gonna go in the bag and have a threesome. Well, you guys figure this shit out. Um, yeah, I'm not doing anything with this person. Um, so speaking of Aphrodite, so you know, it then goes to the point where the queen, the queen, compares her daughter to more beautiful than the gods, more beautiful than other. Except for Aphrodite showing up and going, "Oh, I'm gonna bitch slap you, and now you have to sacrifice the daughter, or there'll be a Kraken." Hades shows up, kills the queen, um, and then like, yeah, we got to see a kraken, you know. So get your daughter out there, um, <laughs> or we'll release the kraken. Or we'll release the kraken because um, Aphrodite, who doesn't make any showing whatsoever in the movie, is offended. Like, what was the? Um, it, it, the basic idea seems to be that uh, the humans are disrespecting the gods. And... Oh yeah, he's going to fear them into worship. Yeah, and again, the only two gods that matter are Zeus and uh, Hades. It's it's adapted for a Christian audience, you know. It really like, is. That's a good really point. Wrap around. It's like, and this is the book of Job. <laughs> so, um, then Perseus, angsty teenager, doesn't want to fight, doesn't want to acknowledge he's the son of Zeus. Now we um, skipped over something important, where uh, Hades releases the flying monkeys on uh, Perseus's dad's boat. 
Because Perseus's dad is a shitty fisherman and complained about the gods not helping him out instead of, you know, getting off of his ass and figuring you out know, where the fish You know, it actually looked like in that scene that Hades recognized Perseus. Yeah, and, yeah, and, he did. In the scene where uh, he kills the queen, he does because... Uh, no, no, I mean on the boat scene. Like, I think there's... I don't know, maybe I'm misremembering it, but there's almost like a uh, interesting... Yeah, oh, that's, that's odd. That's, that's the and then second he fireballs one. the that's boat. That's the second one. The first one, he just looks at the family and fireballs the boat. Okay. And everyone else but Perseus dies. And the second scene that we were just talking about, where Hades shows up and kills the queen, he sees Perseus again and he goes, Interesting. And then suddenly he, re- he realizes it's Zeus's kid. And I don't <clears throat> know where the connection there and that, is. That scene in the boat is also where, you know, the people are apparently taking down. The Colossus at Rhodes to, I don't know, desecrate Zeus's... Screw you, know, Zeus! We took down your statue. Like yeah, we took down your statue. Um, and we then, took down the statue of Liam Neeson. And and Hades shows up to defend the statue's honor. You know, just yeah. like, oh, you took, me, you took down my brother's statue who got me in hell. Um, <laughs> so... The people uh, go off, they worship other gods. They, he doesn't want to fight until... Um, random hot chick who never existed in the first one? Io. Uh, did, did she have any place in the first one? Is she completely no, she, she is completely new to this story. Um, I wish I had had time to look up the story of Io, because Io is one of the moons of Jupiter, if I'm not mistaken, which Jupiter, of course, is the equivalent of Zeus. And I know that there's some... St- you know, Roman-slash-Greek mythology story about her, but I've completely forgotten well, what the point it was. Io, in this case, was a normal human who was cursed with immortality. And because uh, she refused Zeus or... Pers- she, yeah. she just said she refused a god yeah. advances. And that, she has to, you know, her curse was immortality or, or agelessness, I think is what she yeah. said. Um... Because she's definitely not immortal. Oh, yes, she's uh, definitely not immortal. She just can't age... Um, so she looks hot forever, and her real penalty is watching her lovers die eventually. I'm special, and that makes me sad. Yeah, so immediate, you know, like, angst to angst draw right there. I mean, <laughs> we're ripping the pages of Twilight now, you know, I mean... Uh, of course he has sparkles, true story. Yes. Well, the sword uh, does. He gets the sword, and we... Um, so, uh, yeah, like in that scene or something like that, they come across... Um, well, he decides that he's going to kill the Kraken. He's going to go ahead and take on that mission, kill the Kraken, so the princess doesn't have to die. But only because he's angry at Dad, Zeus' dad, as the angsty teenager, um, for killing his adoptive dad. And then we'll get a shot at killing um, Hades. Hades. Killed his family. Somehow, Ios knows all of this. She is the... She's called a plot device. Yeah, she is the author, in, well, not the author insert, but yeah. Cicely has a, graciously uh, given me something off the internet that has uh, Io's story. Um, in ancient Greek was a priestess of Hera in Argos, a nymph who was seduced by Zeus, who changed her into a heifer to escape detection. Her mistress Hera set ever-watchful Argus uh, Penopetes to guard her, but Hermes was sent to distract the guardian and slay him. Heifer Io was loose to roam the world, stung by a maddening gadfly sent by Hera, and wandered to Egypt, placing her descendant Belus in Egypt. His sons, Cadmus and Danus, would thus return to mainland Greece. So yeah, that was the uh, the cow that Zeus fucked. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and had none of that in this Clash of Titans. So we're going to make up an entirely new character, put in, and obey nothing of the Greek mythology of it. Um, that really says a Again, God of War the movie. Yeah. Um, or at least kind of followed who the uh, gods so were and what they did. Perseus is out setting now. He's given an army by the king. Go fight the Kraken. They come across the sword. Well, I mean, we mean like five guys in armor and a couple of hunters that say... Uh, Death should fear us, and so should, so should you in the movies, because uh, we're the comic relief. Yes. It would have been better if and they, had, they no, just showed up. They just showed up. They're just like, the party is adventuring out, and it's like, hey, you should take us with us. Take you with us, you know? It's almost, and, and we'll get to this later, it's almost like they were trying to go for something like Lord of the Rings, where you have this very, you know, this big, diverse adventuring party. Except none of the characters are developed in any way. Exactly. Well, you don't feel anything for them, and they die randomly. <laughs> so they set out. They run into. Um, I kind of felt bad for Mr. Ten Minute. Um, what's his name? Um, Which one? Horse dude, uh, beast dude. But he's not a beast in this movie. He's Calif- just deformed. Calibus. Calibus. Yes, thank you. Um, Hades goes to him and gives him some power. Uh, and in, in this one, uh, Calibus is um, the king. The king. Who is married to Perseus's mother? Um, now, in the original, it it wasn't the king was the father of Perseus's mother, and uh, and threw them both out. This was the prince, and, to Cal- the- and Calibus was the prince that was supposed to marry Aphrodite, but um, I think he like killed all the uh, Pegasi and uh, pissed off Zeus, who cursed him. Original one, yes, big original open one. complex world. This one, uh, Anakin built C-3PO and R2-D2. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they run into him in the forest, because that totally makes sense, right? You know, like in the forest, you know, he's, he's there, they're fighting. This is where Perseus finds a sword, which angsty child decides, I'm not going to use the fucking awesome sword, because it's a sword of the gods, and I'm a man. He almost like was selling axe deodorant, you know? I'm a man's man. I'm not a demigod. Look at your man. Now look back, back at, at me. Yeah. Now look, look at your man. I'm on a winged horse. Now look at back at your man. You know? I've got a shadow. I've got the head of Medusa. Now look back at your man. <laughs> the uh, the body wash that turns you into a complete douchebag. Oh. Um if there was an axe shower gel or whatever commercial before the movie. Um, yes. We got to see that. So he refuses to use the sword. One of the old guys is like, use the fucking sword. I don't want to use the sword. Um, I'll hold on to the fucking sword. And when you decide you need it after we're all dead and, and, and you know, you have nothing else to defend yourself with, you can come grab the sword. So after we cut, um, oh God, help me out. Capricus? Calibus. Calibus. After we Caprica. Cut Caprica. That's why I keep thinking Caprica. Calibus, after we cut, we do cut his hand off in that battle, and from the blood of his hand, true to the I think you're getting, you're getting ahead of your, you missed Pegasus. There's a whole riot on Pegasus. Pegasus yeah. Oh, yeah, they have a little interlude where he goes into a secluded area and finds all the Pegasi. Yeah. He doesn't have to go chase them down in this case. And, and, and there's more than one. They're just dropped in his life. doesn't kill any of them. Yes. Um, which he did in the first, because he was pissed at beauty, right? That was his motive for that? I don't remember. No, his, his original motive was he just liked to kill shit. Like yeah, he was kind of like pissed, I'm scoring. Yeah, whatever. I'm just, yeah. R- ruling my swamp. Um, so, Pegasus, capital P, not Pegasus, the, the genome type that's roaming the wild, 
um, is black. Yes. Because it's so much cooler. Like, maybe because they, there were all these white horses that were running around, but no, uh, Perseus decides to enslave the black one. Exactly. Well, Perseus, Perseus isn't going to be a pansy and ride around a white horse. Oh, hell no. He's, a, he's you know... He's uh he's riding the horse that's black like his soul because he hates <laughs> daddy. I'm surprised that uh you know he didn't put some armor on that horse and uh you know ride around to uh, screaming death metal. But he True. doesn't actually ride Pegasus. He just nuzzles him a little bit and Pegasus flies away when Calibus comes back. Again, Pegasus ha- Pegasus shows up in this point in the original movie, so we have to include it over here, but. But it doesn't actually have any bearing whatsoever at this point of the story. Yes, it's Um, not like they have to follow the giant vulture that's stealing the queen's soul every night. And I would say something like... I was uh, hoping they would do that, because that is so freaking weird. (laughs) (laughs) They, they, um... I I would say it was like their attempt at foreshadowing, but that implies some sort of... Forethought? Playwright, craftsmanship, you know, that's like, that's a traditional... Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Hey, Pegasus, I wonder if he's going to exactly. ride that, because they say no they, human has ever ridden him. Cut his hand off, and of course, true to the original, his hand's blood spawns the scorpions that they fight. Um, that, of course, was sarcasm, because that came much later in the original from the blood of Medusa. Uh, I'll, I'll give it that one. And actually, at this point, I was willing to give it to it, because I was like, you know what it is, Calibus, that shows up and sticks a bag full of blood to cause the spiders, or cause the um, scorpions... So, then we go, massive action, scorpion fighting scene. Um, Which was pretty cool. I, I did like that it scene. It goes on for like ten minutes longer yes. than the original, though. But I felt like it wasn't just, it wasn't the typical action movie, here's our hero, look at how awesome he is. It's like, you know, everyone's doing their part. Pretty good. Um, old guy, then at this point, after that fight, knocks down, punches, you know, uh, Perseus, and basically says, you know, now you're fucking pride. You didn't take the awesome sword, and my guys died. But we're still angsty at this point. Yeah. That's not enough to pick up the powerful sword, you know, the lightsaber, really. Because really? It, yes. it did, like, you know, <laughs> come out and go back in, you know? Um, it looked like when everybody else picked it up, it was a freaking lightsaber that just wasn't extended. Um, Vorpal, if you want to be nice about it, Vorpal Blade, but no, it was totally a freaking lightsaber. Um, where do we go after that? Where do we... Um, oh, we're on the way to the, the wise gym. Yeah, we ran, we ran to the sand people. Oh, yeah, that's right. The sand people show up. I thought that was kind of cool. They, 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 they were going to introduce Jim. They don't talk like that, but they, they might as well have. They've got an interesting backstory, but again, it's just like... They weren't there in the original at all. Uh, they, just... they have nothing to do with anything. Most of them wants... Uh... Except to play heel monkey. Well, yeah, that's the one guy that stays with them after uh, they meet the witches. And uh, everybody we else really just just runs a scene of the old guy like going down and like, those are too precise to be sand people blaster marks. They're yeah. stormtroopers, you know? They... Um, sand people frighten easily. Sand people <laughs> frighten easily. They're they don't frighten at all. They didn't give a fuck. Um, in fact, after we meet them, they go and tame the scorpions. Yeah, where were you ten minutes ago when all this shit was happening? Um, which the scorpions just back down from the sand people? Yeah. They just like, oh, fuck, sand people. We didn't exist until five minutes ago. 
But there's sex machina. Yeah, we're not fucking with sand people, alright? You see their eyes and they're fucking made out of wood. You know? And it's like, hey, that's just no creepy. You know? That's not natural. <laughs> so then they ride the giant scorpions over to the witch's lair. Which plays yeah. out kinda close to the uh to the original to its credit. They tried to like they tried too hard to be creepy. The original was it, okay, so it, good. It plays close to the original until right to the end where they say, "Oh, by the way, Perseus, you're gonna die." No, he's not gonna die. I don't even know why they threw that in there. It's like, "Oh, you're trying to throw me off the track and say that Perseus is gonna die because you're obviously fucking with the story at this point." So I'm I'm inclined to believe anything you say about it. Yeah, but I think no. the, the, the the original movie was much more like. There were questions asked. There was more of a dialogue. It wasn't just, we're going to attack you. It was more, I want to say cerebral or psychological. And I understand. Like, when you're Not saying right. that the first one was wasn't bad. cerebral at all. It was no. bad. Like, so we're, we're comparing it to the first one and saying, like, the first one was better. And that's true. But the but mark is very realistic in the past. Uh, I mean, we were... We were just bawling at the special effects of the uh, original one because, you know, obvious blue screened bird on the screen, obvious the blue time, screen water. For the time, those were awesome. Like this, this would have been a better movie if it had been done like at the very like when CGI was just starting. It would, you would be in the same place that the first one was. Like it would now, be the second one, the remake. Um, doesn't have the pacing problems that the first one has. If you watch the original, um, and there's a lot of scenes of like, is something gonna fucking happen? I don't know. I kind of got bored and with the this. One, one, and the like... remake actually, it just keeps rolling. It's just from action to action to action to action to action. The, the first one, fuck fuck. the first one jumps in the middle of something, and you have no idea what the fuck they're they're doing. And this this is critical. That this is a critical distinction. Uh, in the original one. Argos is destroyed in the first five minutes. Um, in this one, the entire fucking movie takes place in Argos instead of on Joppa. Yes. Yeah, yeah you are, you are, that, that is correct, because um, after its destruction is when Zeus moves Perseus from the island to the Colosseum. Zeus doesn't. I think it's... Um, it's it's Bitchface. Or... Yeah, no, it's not Hera. It's the other one. Uh... Oh, and then does Zeus come back and like, oh, well, since you did that, I'll give him some toys. No, he's just like, okay, you did it. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, and but Zeus and, gives him the toys. Yeah, he gives him the toys. He's like, here's a sword. Here's a shield. Here's a helmet. Well, turns you know, invisible. Zeus is kind of a dick about it. Zeus doesn't give him the toys. Zeus tells the other gods <laughs> to make him a toy. Yeah. You know, it's like, you should all make like him a Passive-aggressively yes. agreeing to do it. That's yeah. the way Greek gods should be. They're all fucking passive-aggressive assholes. They're all sleeping with each other, fucking death. each other, being born from the heads of each other. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, turning into animals and screaming. Really, if Perseus is an angsty little teen in that drama, I can deal with that. I'd be like, yeah, look at your parents, man. That you would be an angsty teenager in that setting. The um, gods, the Greek gods, are pretty terrible people. They, it's like working in an office building is the same as being on Mount Olympus. Everybody's passive aggressive and sleeping with each other. <laughs> um, so we head out. The witches do tell him the same thing. Go to, uh... Go kill Medusa. Go kill Medusa. Titan versus Titan. Even though neither one's really a Titan, the Titans are someday, all dead. Someday, someday, Titan, Titan versus Titan. Um, pay for the whole seat, but you only The thing is, is that in the, in the remake, they gave more meaning to the word Titan. 
as being specifically something that came before the gods. Yes. Which it was in Greek mythology. Which it was. In the original, Titan is just kind of a badass. So when when the when the witches say, hey, you know, it'll be Titan versus Titan, because they say that in the first one, you know, yes. ooh, yeah, Titan versus Titan, this would be awesome. It's like badass. badass versus badass. But this breaks down in the remake because Titan specifically came before the gods were gods. But yet Medusa is cursed by a god, therefore, ipso facto, cannot be a titan because she was created by a god. Eric the Bee is only half a bee, okay? Sorry, Monty Python reference. No, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, that kind of like, if you're going to go there and redo this, at least stick to the old mythos you're reinventing, you know? Um, but they go there to fight her. And the entire time, I'm like, he doesn't have a shield that reflect. He doesn't have a reflective shield. Hey, he doesn't have a fucking reflective shield. Are we going to do a reflected off the sword? He's got a scorpion shield. He's got a scorpion shield. scale shield, which has no reason to be reflective. Other than, yes. like, wow, the hunters left him with something before they left. And, uh, first of all, like, the comic relief offer no reason why they can't go to Hades. Or other go than to, they uh, just won't. The underworld. The, the gates of the... Uh, yeah, they can't go to the underworld. Other than they, they can't. Sorry... We just can't go there. There's a story to this. We, we pissed off the uh, the ferryman. Everyone's supposed to yeah. die in uh, in the underworld, and we don't want to kill all too many people for us to kill. They may, of course, we have a great moment. Everyone's at death should fear them. Why are they not going into the underworld? Oh, before we get there, Zeus shows up again and is like, "Hey, you're my son now." Which in the prior scene where Zeus talked about him was like. Fuck him, he's never prayed to me. And then they're like, pray to your father. And he's like, no. So we're still at this whole, Zeus is a softie. he's never prayed to me. Zeus is a softie. Actually, Zeus is more... Zeus is more horny. Yeah. Than they think. He's not horny in this movie. He needs to be more horny. Again, he get on it. Again, it's basically a Christianized version of, like, Zeus. Zeus is like... Up, basically, and like, look, you're, you're half God. Come to Olympus. You know, we'll hang out. We'll hang out. You know, we'll, we'll get you some grapes. You know, see some sights. We've got this really cool we'll badass room where it looks like you're looking down upon the world, except you can walk right over it and know it's a total fucking model. You know, uh, we don't actually have the badass model that we had in the first movie, where we could like place things on the world by placing them on these models. Zeus's mom's basement, where he has all his action figures. But he does have all his action figures still. Um, yes. And there are more of them. And there, there are more of them. Well, in the first one, I guess it was kind of implied that there, were, yeah. there was a, a figure for every human. Um, Jen said she was going to bring her Superman and her Batman into uh, into Olympus, and they were going to fight their Spider-Man. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, so Zeus basically shows up, oh, I don't want to go with you, Dad. And Zeus is like, oh, okay, well, here's the here's the coin. Which you know they're going to the ferryman next, because that's where they said they were going. Yeah. Um, so it's obviously the coin for the ferryman. They've even said once in the thing when they put coins on the eyes of a dead soldier, the bride for the ferryman, right? Yeah. It's been it's been beat to death at this point. But they get to the dock of the ferryman and they're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Hey, I'm Perseus, the genius leading us all. I'll flip the coin. And finally, the fucking gen just the goes sand fuck this shit in and go grab the coin like yes, and just toss it in the river and hey, there comes the ferryman. Uh, and the then. Fuck? As if the audience didn't know what the hell was going this on, we actually have a line of dialogue to say, oh, 
bribe for the ferryman. Well, the first one, he just hands him the coin, so, you know. Yeah, I still don't understand the purpose behind that. Um, it was cool. No, it wasn't. It was just dumb. It went nowhere. They didn't even call it the River Sticks, did they? They never actually named it the River Sticks. No. They named Charon, but... Yeah, so, uh, they get half credit. They get they get across, um... Not before, uh... Do we have a have a little uh, run around? Oh, that's right. Too, they have a romp at the decks below on the ship. She um, should have been naked for that. I, I contend yeah. that that was a second disappointment. When I when I my first disappointment getting online before we went was seeing the Rotten Tomatoes give it like a thirty percent. I'm like, oh, this is this is really gonna suck. Yeah. And then seeing PG thirteen, it's like, oh, this is gonna suck, and there's gonna be no boobs. Because I owe to her credit being named for a cow is actually pretty hot in this movie. And I thought I, that that was, like, that scene was the one where I was like, yeah, he's, there's no way he's going back Although to the little, uh, Andromeda. The little fur thing she wears kind of reminds me a little bit of uh Where was she York? fucking costuming changing constantly? Like, she had all kinds of different wraps. I will say, though, that they have, Ancient Greece had a very unique fabric, a white fabric, because the number of times a female gets soaked in a white fabric and has no clinging whatsoever to her bodice is amazing. <laughs> you know, you can't even get some see-through nipple action yeah. happening. Or some just hardened nipple. Yeah, something. Speaking of, I don't know, I, I know, I think we discussed this before the podcast, I think she, she basically is a more interesting way to fill in for Ammon in the first movie. Who basically, like... Well, she is Ammon and Aphrodite rolled into one, because yeah. neither one of them... Aphrodite's in the movie, but she isn't the main love interest, and she has no bearing on the plot other than to be um, the sacrifice for the Kraken, which completely, you know, except for the whole revenge against Hades thing, destroys any motivation for Perseus' involvement, because in the original, he's already married to Aphrodite, or, not to Aphrodite, to Andromeda when right. this happens. Yeah, he was that that sets up life. some tensions, too. Because we have all gods bickering and fighting, and it's like, you know, you know, Zeus is married over here, but yeah, he fucked around with you, so there's fighting between those two, um, and the gods. Wasn't there, did they, I don't want to confuse it too much with Jason Gorgon, did they go for the fleece or something in the first one? No. No? Okay. It seems like there's a whole quest skipped in this remake. Although um, he was from Argos, so... He just had the fleece. It was in a backpack, no. didn't need to break it out. No, in, in this one, it all takes place in Argos, so I was like... True. Didn't get destroyed. Well, it got knocked up a little at the end. But, hey, you could rebuild. You know? Right. A Starbucks got knocked over, you know? But that's about it. In Seattle. Busting up a Starbucks. Um, so, we, then we, of course, we after uh, we get there, and all that, we have the Braveheart speech. Which, since we have had zero character development until this point, is the worst inspirational speech ever. Because I've it's met like, four great men and a woman, and why were the hell you are? Yeah, and it's like, it's apparently, like we don't even know great men's names. I don't even remember the old dude's name, and well, he's like the main character, the one we should at least feel something for. I don't know; those guys were kind of awesome. Like, the the soldiers that kind of trained him, but again, they were expendable and. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even let one of them live. Yeah. Well, right. that happens in the, the first one, because I remember seeing it, you know, at the end, you know, everyone's saying, wow, Perseus is so courageous, like, yeah. He'll, he just sent wave after wave of his, his own men. men to defeat the Medusa. So, yeah, uh, they do the same thing in the first one. This we didn't get the dogs. 
You're right. There is no Cerberus. There was no Cerberus. There was no dog. It was yeah. It was just one. It was just a two-headed. Uh... Yeah, the Hellhound. He's not there. Nope. Um, yeah. it seems odd because they were kind of like just going from iconic fight to iconic fight that they would leave that. But again, we're heading into Medusa's lair, which is now some M.C. Escher painting of of cathedral collapsed inside of a mountain. Inside of a volcano. Inside of a volcano. <laughs> yeah. No, no idea what the hell is going on here. Um, but she's slithering around pretty much straight up. You have to look really hard to see she's an archer. Um, yeah. Like, to actually, there's only, like, maybe one scene, one shot where you can, like, see like her carrying first, a bow. Yeah, like... But you don't see her, like, taking any shots. But you just see some arrows fly. I wasn't really impressed with the Medusa fight at no. all. No. And then all of a sudden, his scale that was ripped off of a scorpion is now reflective. No, he found another shield that was dropped by oh, another oh, was that that he another blew shield? himself up. Ah, okay. So that was another random shield um, there that was reflective. And he didn't bother sharing this with anyone else. He just no. Uh, he watched uh, the old dude die. Everybody that went into that Instead fight of taking died. the perfect opportunity of like, oh, I can see she's going to turn him into stone. So obviously she's not facing me at this moment. I can turn around and get her in the back of the head, maybe before she turns dude into stone. But we're going to let him turn into stone, crumble, allow her to snap it, and then turn towards us, and then close our eyes and do a leaping air somersault. somersault um, Noble sacrifice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, type thing. At this point, we come outside, right? Get the head of Medusa in a sack that we didn't have when we went in. Nobody had a sack when we went in. Then again, don't, we don't had to get the sack. The first movie, didn't we have to get the sack? Yeah. Didn't we have to get a special cloth that could contain the acid blood of Medusa? Nope, I don't think so. But still, he had the, the sack going in. I thought there was it's, a special... It's a venomous blood. It's not necessarily acid, I don't. I think, was the idea. Yeah. Although, in this case, uh, Medusa's blood is pretty much... Well, it, it didn't do, yeah. didn't do shit. Um, he comes out, and... Um, what the hell happened Cal- when he comes out? When he comes out, uh, I, I was there, and uh, she's like, Oh, hey, you made it out. Oh, everybody else is dead. And then Calibus shows up and goes... Huh, she's dead too, bitch. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And of course, all the, all this point, yes, is dead. At that point, for the chick I just bet, I will now grab the sword of Zeus and use it. You know, I let my entire <laughs> army get wiped out because I was making a stand that I was a man, not a god, and I will use no tools of the gods. But now that they're all dead, I don't have to hold but myself now that they're all that. dead. Um, now I'll grab it. He did kind of have that, there was this awkward, like, they kind of stumbled into the romantic connection between those two. Oh, I can't leave you because you've been there my whole life, except I've only known about you the last few minutes. And you I, just say you've been there I never really cared life. that you were following me around until now, because... And there was no reason for you to watch me my entire life. Other like, your, the- part of your curse wasn't like, and you'll save me from my curse. Um, you know, or, or any crap like that. Um, maybe she's just a big tourist. Maybe she's a pedophile. Uh, yeah. and then we released the Kraken, right? Yeah, then, then we, uh, 
Then the eclipse is here. Yeah, instead of just being like 30 days, it's like, it's well, 10 days. days there's going to be an eclipse, and I'm going to release the Kraken. Man, 10 days is a long time to be constipated. So yeah, we're, we're releasing the Kraken at this point. Uh, when, when it cut to Liam Neeson and Olympus, I told Jen, I said, shh, it's going to happen. Then he goes, release the Kraken! And I'm like, oh, he's it! Yay! <laughs> yeah, pretty much like, that's what this whole movie is about. Liam Neeson saying, which is sad. Which, he didn't really set up the backstory here. We've, we've glossed over the major plot point of Liam Neeson, Obi-Wan Zeus, needs... Quick. um. Quagon Zeus. Um, needs um, the and prayers and... of the people. Yes. But the fears of the people power um, Hades. So Zeus didn't know this apparently. Actually, now strong enough to fight um, his uh, his brother, um, and then you know maybe rule Olympus and and, and rule now um, that he's been let out and. Uh, Zeus just basically tells him, oh yeah, except for the hero who's going to save the day. <laughs> which, of course, Hades is like, oh, well, fuck this, I'm going to disappear and go kill that hero right now. I'm like, what a dick move, you know? <laughs> At least go down there and help him out. I mean, you just sent, like, he's already got the fucking Kraken to deal with. He's got the religious cult that's spread up to worship Hades, you yeah. know? Um, they're probably going to be pissed off uh, as well. He, he's... Pegasus shows up out of nowhere and, like, convenient plot device, here's how we'll get back in time. Um, now you can ride me, or whatever, you know. Because um, no other man has been able to do it until now. No other man has exactly. been able to fire Chekhov's gun until now. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Zeus is going to send, you know, the second most powerful god to stop him as well. Because um, Perseus is doing this all to kill Hades. He's told that, like, if he kills the Kraken... Because the Kraken is made from Hades' flesh. And powers Hades. What the Kraken kills powers Hades or something. Yeah, is there an economy that is not there in the first one? There's a timing move you have to do. You have to first, like, punch the Kraken. He's like a 360 degree. And then you can, like, take a quick shot at Hades before he goes back to flying around the map, you know? Um, If you just try to attack Hades, like, you can't damage him directly. You know, you have to weaken the Kraken or something um, to get in there. Um, the Kraken is coming out, and is apparently a tentacle monster. Yes, yes. I, I uh, did have that moment where I was like, "Oh man, that's a woman sacrificing the princess." It's going to be a tentacle rape of the princess. It's going to happen here. Because that's the first thing you see. But you know what? Actually, the tentacle monster version of the Kraken looked better than the actual Kraken because when the Kraken emerged, all I could think of was the turtles from Neverwinter uh, or Neverending Story. Yeah, you know? I thought of uh, the Cloverfield monster. Cloverfield, yeah, well, that's yes. a good point. He he kind of looked like that. Um, not what I expected a Kraken to be. You know, he was pretty badass. All when the first one was just like a fish bone. dude. Yeah, he was like, well, he lives under the water. You know, this dude literally almost had a shell. You know, there was a little yeah. turtle neck sticking out of a shell with some tentacles out of its ass. He was a squid and a turtle and a crab. And, yeah, SpongeBob and... SquarePants. You know, <laughs> he did live in a pineapple under the sea. Um, well, he was just like under the sea. Like there was no like gates to release him. No. So releasing the kraken doesn't really make as much sense because it's really like, well, he just kind of breaks out from underneath the dirt. It wasn't like Poseidon, who who didn't have much of a role in the original, but at least he released the kraken twice. Twice. 
But and, and they use the exact same shot each time. <laughs> they do. <laughs> I forgot about that. It is the exact same shot. Um, it's Power Rangers shot. monster. Um, and then of course I guess it takes off right from there. He 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 runs up, shows Medusa's head. The cracking. Well, he has to get it from one of Hades' flying monkeys, though. Oh, that's true. One of Hades. All Hades manages to do with his ultimate power is turn into flying monkeys and play a game of keep away with Medusa's head. You have the Kraken. Why do you need flying monkeys? I mean, that's just... It seems like you should be able to do something now more powerful than flying monkeys, because you could do flying monkeys at the start of the movie, when you had no powers. Now, you're apparently powerful enough to take back, you know, Olympus from Zeus, but you you still just turn into flying monkeys. You really need to reroll your character, or something at this point, and pick a better feat, because that's not that powerful. Um... The flying monkeys get beat down by the people. Like, the flying monkey at one point, one of them crashed into a crowd, and the crowd of people start beating on it with sticks. You know? Not really all-powerful Hades there. Um, so that the common person can just grab a club and start wailing on you. Anything worth pointing out there? I mean, they go up, they show the head, he he turns into stone. Um... Andromeda says something like, oh, won't you stay? He says, oh, no, that's the other movie. And, uh, like, goes back to the Statue of Zeus where Liam Neeson shows up and says, hey, uh, now that that's over, you want to come back to Olympus? And he goes, nah. And, uh, Liam Neeson goes, okay, well, here's your girlfriend back and brings back Io from the now, dead. at this point, this makes the movie awesome, okay? This is the whole reason I come away and go like, this is a good movie. Go ahead and see this. Go see it in the theaters. I say it's good. At that moment, stop the podcast if you don't want to hear this awesome reveal. But at that moment, we've already Zeus pointed it. out that you did it with the tools of the god. I gave you a sword. I sent you Pegasus. I helped you out. You know? And there's this kind of um, crazy action movie laugh sequence, smile smirk of like, Oh, well, you know, we, you know, ha, ha, um, Danny Glover walks in or something like that. You know, it turns like the end of Lethal Weapon, you know, um, where we disregard all of the manslaughter that just happened and have a laugh about it all, right? Right. Um, but then Liam Neeson, Zeus, turns and says, you know, I, I said all this because I wanted to save the people, but I wasn't going to sacrifice my son to do so. Just a bitch slap to Christianity <laughs> right across the... With the ring hand. A bitch slap with the <laughs> ring hand across there. The only way he could have made it better was like, well, I was going to let them crucify my son to save him. Fuck that. <laughs> what kind of God lets his son die? I'm God. <laughs> What's so crazy, though, is like... Like, they Christianized the Greek God. Yes, they Christianized like, everything. Hades gets beaten... And Zeus casts him out of heaven back into hell. Back directly, like... Go directly to hell. Pasco. It's like... Do not collect $200. It's like... Whatever, like... You... I think it would have, like... It would have been a bigger stab at religion if... If the movie had been any good. Yes. Like, if they'd actually been, you know, Greek gods or something. Like Greek gods as Greek gods exist in mythology because I don't know. It just, it just seems like you're not going. Do not steal from another mythology if you're just going to like 
backhand. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you. I was so yeah. checked out of the movie at that point. I didn't even make the connection of, oh, yeah, I'm not going to sacrifice my son. What kind of bullshit is <laughs> well, I, I couldn't tell if that was, like, I, 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 like, it struck me as, like, it's it's odd for this movie to come out Easter weekend. Just yes, I'm that's like, like, glad you pointed that out. It is freaking Easter good weekend. Friday. That's like <laughs> let's commemorate Jesus's death by saying, "Yeah, God really shouldn't have done that." Yeah. Yes, and then in which case he brings back. It's like, well, if you're gonna stay here and be mortal, do some fucking. Here's the chick you like, you know, like you know. She was a B cup through most of Moody, but now, hey, you know, she's pushing a C, maybe a D at this point. When Zeus you know? gets older, he goes, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> did not notice little that. Little in Tokyo. Well, she wasn't wearing the fur or blind, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. thing or whatever the hell she had on. The Bjork. <laughs> she just, like, it strikes me as, like, okay, Perseus does some awesome heroic stuff, but in general... Everything is just dropped into his lap. Here, Pegasus. Correct. Here, your girlfriend back from the dead. You don't even have to go out and rescue another family. He doesn't even have he to learn how to fight. <clears throat> he just so he's, kind of, he's grown up as a fisherman's son. Okay, could have been the son of a carpenter. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, Peter was the he fisherman. He grows up as an average man's son, and. Nova picked up a sword in his life, so the old grizzly guard says, like, hey, I'm going to get a fight, and then I'm going to come at you, you know, to challenge your metal. And all of a sudden, he's fucking ninja and takes down the old dude. Because he's he's born special, he's born exactly. better than everyone else. And he's like, see, you're, you have a god in you. Use it, you know? So Perseus, you don't even have to, like, learn to fight. First movie seems like Perseus has to, like, train or something, doesn't he? No. No, okay. he just has, like, just... the giant sword, and he's like, oh, I'm going to uh, restore my kingdom of Argos by uh, right. going into Joppa and rescuing this princess and killing the Medusa and getting married to her and not doing anything about Argos the entire movie. That is, that is a good point. Although, you know, I, I forget. that In 1981, people didn't fight by spinning around or leaping into the air and doing somersaults, so... Pretty much anyone. Now, we only used our wire rigging to make people fly. That right. That's all we did with wire rigging yeah. then. And, and admit, I, I have to admit, though, like, as with Star Wars, I find the people, I, I, I find the people who can't jump around in somersault and do cool things cooler because, you know, they actually have to be cool based on their character. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to disagree with you. everyone, best Jedi ever. And even before the new Star Wars movies came out, I was like, these guys are supposed to be some kind of fucking badasses, right? So how come they're all moving like 40-year-old men? I hope the blue ghost of Alex, Alec Guinness comes and haunts you tonight. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to see me and my wife getting it on, that's his business. And then he can tell me to go to the Dagobah system. Oh, wow. But no, oh. I, always, I, always, I always liked Return of the Jedi better than the first two movies, because the first two movies were uh, Luke whining and shooting a blaster instead of being a badass and swinging a lightsaber, which yeah. should have been doing the whole fucking time. Was this was away. years before uh, you know George Lucas came and shit all over that. Uh, when, when those movies were announced, I was like, awesome, I'm finally going to get to see some Jedi doing something badass. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, I... I... The idea of those first three movies is so amazingly fucking awesome. It hurts that much more that they're fucked up in execution. 
kind of I mean, the whole idea of we're gonna actually if it was awesome it would completely change the way i felt about the the four five and six for what they're called now yeah um it would completely change the way because now i'd be like yeah but you know what i don't relate to luke skywalker now like if you knew the shit your dad went through okay You'd be fucking with the Empire too, all right? Like there was some fucked up shit, but the way the angsty bullshit and all that crap they, and they the turned Anakin into Luke. Binks. Um, although I I do have to go to, uh, to a little point. Like you do, he would have had to have been hateful. I would have had to have hated Anakin somewhat because you just can't go from strong action character to like Dark Lord. You know what I mean? You do need a, a flaw at some point. Like, I'm going to have to go to make me hate you. You're going to have to be off psychotically a little bit, you know, because I, I, it's going to be harder to believe the hero became the villain in, in one move. Um, but he ruined it. And, you know, there's a there's a set of books by Piers Anthony, I think it is, um, Bio of a Space Tyrant, which, if you... Now, those books are old, which make me wonder a little bit, you know, where Lucy's inspiration come out. Like, there's the the dates are fuzzy on this one. Bio the Space oh, Tyrant no. basically starts out with a young kid. He's a slave, you know, breaks out, leads a rebellion, comes over, but then becomes a tyrant because, you know, he's screwed up from his childhood. And it's across, guess what, six books. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, I already know that uh, Lucas was ripping off, like, Seven Samurai and a whole bunch of other movies. Well, I mean, he, he definitely drew inspiration from a bunch of sources. Lucas didn't quite... Well, that was a charm. He, he, he combined a bunch of things in a unique way, in original it's like It's like, I'm going to put it in space, but it's going to be a fucking Seven Samurai Western with yeah. World War II fighting physics. Yeah. Which, speaking of physics... Some of the leaps and bounds inside of the Medusa Cavern. Like, apparently, if you're a demigod, you also don't have to obey the laws of physics. <laughs> there's a point where he just turns direction in midair while doing a tumble. You know, like he's, like he's doing like a wall run where he runs up a wall and flips over. Except there was no wall. You know, he just kind of <laughs> leaped and flew behind. You know, like on that Jake Gyllenhaal and the Prince of Persia. Yeah, he didn't need a fucking wall. He can wall walk without the wall. <laughs> I'm gonna throw my shield out midair so I can step on it and flip over backwards. <laughs> uh, that just came back to me. Like, yeah, that that scene did really annoy me. Um, I think uh, back on the original topic we were talking about, um, uh, most annoying scene. Like, what was the most like really like fucking? Are you kidding me? Because uh, I believe it or not, the actually most upsetting scene for me was seeing. All the different Pegasus, and then see black Pegasus fly in. First of all, there's only one. Second, you know, why is there a random black one? You know, because he's cooler. You know, than the the most white horse. What is he gay? Yeah. The uh, well, put a unicorn on the front of it. What I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. That's basically the idea the movie is putting forward. The most annoying scene for me was the very last one. Where he's sitting there talking to Zeus, and they're all like, ha, 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 you know, I don't want to be a god. Ah, that's I'm okay, too old for this shit, you know? And, uh, you know, he's sitting there and having a laugh, and, you know, Liam Neeson is basically saying, you know, telling Christianity, fuck you. <laughs> and, uh, Liam Neeson, who voiced Aslan in, uh, The Lion, Witch, Witch in the Wardrobe, 
where he basically played the uh, Jesus stand-in. Yes, and uh, and then it's like, oh hey, here's your girlfriend back, who by the way wasn't in the first fucking movie, and we had no emotional attachment to until about thirty minutes ago. But you guys kind of got frisky. You know, where it seems like there could have been another hour and a half of romantic interlude in the movie there, but there wasn't. There was just a fight with Medusa, and then she gets ganked by uh, Calibus. She's basically Edward from Twilight. She, she's been watching him all this time. She's like a hundred years older than he is, and they're in love. And when she comes back, she sparkles. She does. She does. She does. I have to go... Uh... <laughs> Clean myself in bleach now. Also, when she dies, she does this weird fadey away thing. I'm like, yeah, she's coming back, isn't she? Because she's not nobody, like no body, no death. Yeah. Oh, hi, Kratos. I think uh, I think what bothered me, like the most annoying scene for me, it's so hard to choose. I, I think when he finally, when they finally got to Argos, and I realized that, yeah, they're going in a completely different direction. It just I I really realized it was going off the rails where, where they pick up the owl and they're like, you know, the mechanical owl from the first movie, and they're like, you know. Made the exact same. It could have been... I think it was the original one. from the first movie. Like, it made the exact same noises. Yeah. Uh, it, it was kind of like the Black Pegasus. It's, it's like, the hero's going to have a mechanical owl? Oh, hell no! But at that point, the movie, cool. it was kind of a reminder... Of how far we're off the path of the original movie, yeah. because the owl was a gift forced by one of the other gods. It was like Zeus said, yeah. "Oh, Zeus, give him a gift too." Zeus you know? said to Athena, "Hey, send them your owl." Your owl, and she said, "Oh, fuck that! You're making an owl. You're making an owl. I'm not I'm sending not my owl <laughs> down." Yes. Oh, it just—it it was basically the symbol of uh, we're a remake, but we're giving the middle finger to the original. As hard as we've ever done it before. And to Christianity. And to Christianity. <laughs> While taking from Christianity, like... <laughs> <laughs> this movie steals stuff from other people and then makes fun of the people it's just stole from. Okay, I'm depressed. Let's talk about Dragon Age. Uh, let's... I think we're at... We're about... At 50 minutes, let's cut here, and then we can record another episode. Okay. I guess. Yeah, what me? All right, well, we're, we're going to cut, and we'll be right back with Dragon Age. But you won't know that, because this will be weeks apart. Release the dragon!